The hymn Salvation Unto Us Has Come was written by Paul Spiritus, who lived from 1484 to 1551. This hymn has endured to this day because it is possibly the best Lutheran hymn ever written. It preaches law and gospel so clearly that it gives us the fullness of the gospel story and gives us a framework from which we can understand all of Scripture. Paul Spiritus was born in what is now Germany in 1484 and became a preacher in 1518. He believed Luther's teachings to be in accordance with what scriptures teach, and he was persecuted for his faithfulness to the pure gospel. He was fired from his early preaching post for expressing his views too openly. He was also one of the first priests to get married during the Reformation period. He received his Doctor of Divinity degree from the University of Vienna, but was later condemned by the Vienna faculty for defending marriage and the doctrine of justification by grace through faith. His preaching, however, became very popular with the people, and he was thrown in prison for it in 1523, where he stayed for three months. It was while he was in prison that he wrote this hymn based on Romans 3, verse 28, For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. This hymn was originally published with 14 stanzas. We sing 10 of those stanzas in Christian worship. It is one of the oldest and best known of Lutheran hymns and has been referred to as the true confessional hymn of the Reformation. Martin Luther shed tears when he heard it sung by a street singer outside his window in Wittenberg. Verse 1. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one Redeemer. Salvation comes to us through God's grace. Nothing we earn, nothing we deserve, good works, penance, relics, indulgences, none of these can avert our doom. Those things only give us a false confidence. It is faith in Jesus Christ alone that saves. Psalm 31.5 says, Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, the God of truth. Verse 2. What God did in his law demand, and none to him could render, caused wrath and woe on every hand for man the vile offender. Our flesh has not those pure desires the spirit of the law requires, and lost is our condition. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot meet God's demands in this holy law. Whatever we do, whatever we try, will only bring wrath and woe. Many people like to think that we may not be perfect, but we're not all that bad either. In reality, we are vile offenders against a holy God. We have no pure desires within us. Jesus says in John 3 verse 6, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. Verse 3. It was a false misleading dream that God his law had given that sinners could themselves redeem and by their works gain heaven. The law is but a mirror bright to bring the inbred sin to light that lurks within our nature. Many Christian preachers use the law as only a guide. But Lutherans understand that God's law serves first as a mirror to bring the inbred sin to light. It is the law that shows people their sin and their need for a Savior. Romans 3, verses 19 and 20. Now we know that whatever the law says, 
is addressed to those who are under the law, so that every mouth will be silenced and the whole world will be subject to God's judgment. For this reason, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by works of the law, for through the law we become aware of sin. Verse 4. From sin our flesh could not abstain, sin held its sway unceasing. The task was useless and in vain, our guilt was air increasing. None can remove sin's poison dart or purify our wicked heart, so deep is our corruption. We cannot fulfill God's law, the debt is too high, the chasm is too wide, the price is too much. Because we could not pay the ransom price, because we could not obey the law, because we could not still God's anger and remove our punishment, Jesus did it all for us. Isaiah prophesies in chapter 53, verse 5, But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Verse 5, Yet as the law must be fulfilled, or we must die despairing, Christ came and has God's anger stilled, our human nature sharing. He has for us the law obeyed, and thus the Father's vengeance stayed, which over us impended. God demands that we perfectly obey his holy law. Because we can't, we should die despairing. But the Son of God entered our world to take on human flesh and live under God's law in our place. This is called Jesus' active obedience. Jesus actively obeyed God's holy law and then gave his righteousness to us through faith in him as our Savior. Jesus overcame John the Baptist's objections to his baptism when he said in Matthew 3, verse 15, Let it be so now, because it is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Verse 6, Since Christ has full atonement made and brought to us salvation, each Christian therefore may be glad and build on this foundation. Your grace alone, dear Lord, I plead, your death is now my life indeed, for you have paid my ransom. Because Jesus paid the ransom price for us, he bought us back from the devil. He is the mediator between a holy God and sinful humanity. He is the atoning sacrifice that allows us to come into God's presence. We build our faith upon this solid foundation of salvation through grace, faith, and Christ alone. St. Paul says in 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind the man, Christ Jesus. Verse 7. Let me not doubt, but truly see, your word cannot be broken. Your call rings out, come unto me. No falsehood have you spoken. Baptized into your precious name, my faith cannot be put to shame, and I shall never perish. When Jesus announces our sins are forgiven through his perfect life, suffering, and atoning sacrifice, all he wants from us is to say, I believe. We have no doubts. We trust God's promise. He does not lie. Jesus gives us this promise in John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Verse 8. The law reveals the guilt of sin and makes us conscience-stricken. But then the gospel enters in the sinful soul to quicken. Come to the cross, trust Christ and live. The law no peace can ever give, no comfort and no blessing. The devil likes to play with our conscience to make us believe we can't really be forgiven. 
Whatever we've done is too horrible for God to forgive. Then the Holy Spirit reminds us through the gospel that when we come to Jesus on the cross, we look up to see forgiveness in the flesh. The Son of God hanging on the cross to give us peace, comfort, and blessing. Peter reminds us in 1 Peter 2 verse 24, He himself carried our sins in his body on the tree so that we would be dead to sins and alive to righteousness. By his wounds you were healed. Verse 9. Faith clings to Jesus' cross alone and rests in him unceasing. And by its fruits true faith is known with love and hope increasing. For faith alone can justify, works serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living. As Christians, we don't do good works to earn heaven. We do good works out of thankfulness that Jesus has earned heaven for us. We don't trust in our works for salvation. We trust in Jesus' work of winning salvation for us on the cross. We cling to Jesus' cross where he justifies us, where he declares us innocent. We find rest and peace with God through Christ's cross. Romans 5 verse 1, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10, all blessing, honor, thanks, and praise to Father, Son, and Spirit, the God who saved us by His grace, all glory to His merit. O triune God in heaven above, you have revealed your saving love, your blessed name be hallowed. We sing God's praises as we close with a doxology. However, unlike contemporary Christian praise songs that simply tell God that we are praising Him, this hymn closes with the reason for giving our triune God blessing, honor, thanks, and praise. He has saved us by his grace, grace that brought salvation to us through Jesus Christ. <laughs> 